This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. I'm your host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, CEO and founder of Brightly, the number one destination for conscious consumers around the world. At Good Together, we value the planet over perfection and believe that you can make positive things happen for the planet every day by being a conscious consumer and an informed citizen. Listen in as I chat with various experts about living and consuming responsibly. living should be easy, but oftentimes it doesn't quite feel like that. Brightly believes that small, planet-focused lifestyle swaps can help us all fight back against climate change every single day. Part of being a conscious consumer means that when it's time to buy a new item, considering a product that is eco-friendlier than the alternative can actually make a difference. Brightly's shop focuses on easy, effective eco-products designed to help you reduce waste and make smart, planet-focused decisions around your house every day, whether it's stopping food waste with our Veggie Saver bag or eliminating single-use plastic wrap with our bowl covers. Pick from dozens of our favorite eco-swaps that have been thoroughly vetted and tested by our team, including yours truly, who has just done so much testing. <laughs> so head to brightly.eco slash shop and use code GOODTOGETHER to receive 20% off your first order with us. Good Together listeners, I am really excited to welcome Samantha Leal to the podcast because I would have to say, like, look, Today, especially, I mean, we're recording this episode in December. Samantha and I were just talking about like how much is going on in our lives right now. And I feel like a wellness routine right now, more than ever, is not a luxury. It's essential. Um, and so it at Brightly and Good Together, we've talked a lot about the concepts of wellness, but really being able to take care of yourself and take care of the, the planet actually go hand in hand. So like whether we're talking about choosing products that are made with eco-friendly materials or thinking about like different places in your, your wellness routine to where you can be a little bit more sustainable, I think this is just such an important topic. So um, Good Together listeners, so excited to welcome Samantha Leal to the podcast. She's the deputy editor at Well and Good. Um, and before Well and Good, she was the senior web editor at Marie Claire um, and the deputy editor for Latina.com. So she's got quite a background in the wellness and media space. So welcome, Samantha. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Um, so I wonder if you could just do a really brief intro into kind of what you've been working on maybe at Well and Good and sort of like why you're excited about this space. Yeah, totally. So at Well and Good, obviously, we're focused on all things wellness. Um, we see things through a lens of wellness, so whether that's your you know, fitness or fitness routines, beauty routines, um, everything in between. And in particular, we've seen Definitely an uptick and um, you know a a interest in sustainability and climate and and you know caring for our planet. So yes. it's a really exciting time. Absolutely. And so one of the reasons we you know so I'm a huge fan of Wall and Good. Been reading it for years. And so you know when Brightly thought about okay we want to delve more into this topic um, of wellness. 
we we realized, hey, like there might be a really cool partnership opportunity here um, where Brightly can have our lens of sustainability alongside um, Well and Good's, you know, vast um, experience in the space. And so we decided, hey, let, let's partner up, like let, let's do something together. So we recently have come out with a collaboration called Sustainably Well. And this whole collab is about teaching folks small ways that you can start living more sustainably. So I think from from our perspective, um, where it, it's something that we we love to talk about. So you can actually head over to wellandgood.com to read a new article every day this week. Um, and then you can also be on the lookout for additional articles over the coming weeks. So, um, you know, if you're interested in getting into more of the, um, the meat, uh, you know, the vegan meat, if you, if you're vegan, you're <laughs> vegan meat, um, <laughs> into the topics that we're talking about, um, please head over there. And so, you know, Samantha, one question that I kind of been dying to ask you is, you know, because of your vast experience in this space, both at Well and Good and, and other publications, I'm curious to know a little bit about how you think about the connection between sustainability and wellness. Like, how are they just so interrelated? Totally. So I think it's sort of twofold, right? Like, we ourselves can't be fully well unless our planet is well, right? If we're living yes. in a space that creates unhealthy patterns for just the way that we're living, what we're intaking, what we're doing to our bodies, like, there's no way that we ourselves can be fully well and also continue to live well, you know, generations to come. So I think that's, you know, a huge uh, perspective and priority when it comes to kind of those two, you know, items, wellness and, and sustainability going hand in hand. And then I think that there's another kind of mental health and self-care component as well as we've seen um, both with our readers and just in general, I think anyone knows that like, it's a little doom and gloom out there when it comes to kind of caring for the planet this moment, what we should be doing, how we should be doing it. And it can take a toll, especially for those who are really kind of empathetic to this cause and to, you know, the, again, the the health and livelihood of generations to come. So it's a big kind of um, uh, perspective that's getting more and more um, more and more shine as it were, um, yeah. in terms of kind of like climate anxiety and all of these things and just making sure you're taking care of yourself when you're trying to, you know, change the planet for the better. So I think those two kind of lenses are the way that these two things really intersect. Absolutely. I mean, we get so many questions about the concept of climate anxiety and just like how to deal with it all the time at Brightly and Good Together. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it is, I mean, that, I mean, that's, to be honest, I mean, that's one of the reasons I started the company. I mean, I, right. you know, was seeing all of this, you know, doom and gloom information um, all over the, the internet and TV and everything. And, and I myself was like, well, what can I do? And I, and I think, you know, there, there is this feeling of helplessness sometimes that, that we get. And even, you know, you know, me and you, like we're, we're sitting here, um, you know, exposed to much more information than the average, the average consumer but even still, you know, like I read stories about the effects of climate change and I get really upset too. And so I think it, it can be really um, easy to feel overwhelmed. It can be really easy to kind of throw your hands up and say like, I didn't do, I wasn't perfect today. Right. I, you know, I, I failed or, you know, oh man, I, I bought too much stuff this past week. You know, like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not being the most eco person. So I think, you know, understanding more about how we as individuals can have routines 
that focus on self-care and mindfulness can really, I don't know, help with that stress reduction, right? Absolutely. I think it's such a kind of important point that like, yes, these individual behaviors can do a lot, but at the same time, taking care of yourself and making sure that you're replenishing yourself as you do kind of this good work is essential. Yeah. So, I mean, so what are some, maybe what are some tips that you have for us? Like in terms of, um, you know, maybe if we're talking about whether we're talking about like routines we could get into, or maybe experience or, or products, like maybe what are some top tips you have for people that are looking to incorporate more of these, um, you know, practices into their, um, you know, their wellness routines? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things that we try to focus on at Well and Good and in general, I always say is, you know, if you're not doing something, you're using something already, like you don't need to revamp that situation. I would say hone in on the things that you're doing already. If you're a beauty fiend, if you love beauty products, are there kind of refillable packaging alternatives that you can kind of start to swap in? Are there things that you could be doing recycling wise that are a better fit for the planet? Just things that you're doing in your kind of everyday routine, um, focusing on kind of, again, those small swaps to, to start getting you in the right direction rather than trying to like overhaul your entire life to try and, you know, become the greenest of the green. Um, a lot of stuff, I, I call it like big sustainability, you know, you don't need yeah. like the pretty canisters, the pretty thing, you know, if, if reusing is the, is the ultimate key here. So, um, just trying to do your best and again, reusing the things that you already own and that you already have, um, I think will be a big, um, boon to your sustainability and your sustainability routines, particularly in wellness. Um, I'm a big self-care rest relaxation person. Um, I'm, you know, keenly in that world and and love that kind of emphasis on in that wellness sphere. And so for me, you know, bathing is such a huge part of my wellness routine. And I just make sure that A, I'm not, you know, doing it every day. I'm not going, you know, wild with um, how much water I'm using, all of that kind of stuff. But really that I'm just kind of being cognizant of yes. kind of how much I'm using um, in my day-to-day living um, and kind of offsetting in that way. Um, and then again, like for me, again, beauty is huge. Um, so I myself like work to try and get those truly refillable items because yeah. we know beauty is a lot of yeah. over promises and oversells and yes. marketing. Um, so really doing my due diligence and research and kind of um, figuring out what products really do um, well for the environment and really can be refilled. And I will refill them. You know, that's the other thing. Are you going to refill this item um, in a way that, you know, keeps that that product in circulation. Um, so those are two kind of areas that I myself focus on. But again, if you're more of like a food person and you're cooking all the time, are there ways to implement sustainable, small sustainable changes in those routines that really offset again and help our help better our planet um, rather than you know focusing on your beauty tra- routine if you only use three products? You know, absolutely. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting too. You're, you're so right. There's so many, I think the beauty industry, right. In particular can be really problematic when it comes to over promising. Like you mentioned, like they're like, Oh yeah, refill this. And then they're like, 
but wait, how do I refill this? Like, right. is there, you know, like, is that me going into Whole Foods and like uh, refilling stuff like in bulk jars? No, like it, it's typically, you know, um, pouches that they send to you later. And the other thing that I think is interesting and something that maybe we don't talk a lot about is like, I feel like there's for every beauty product you buy, there's like three that you tried that didn't work for you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like totally. there's so much waste because yes. you're like, well, or actually, you know, I feel like even more than the waste, there's like a lot of meth products that you get where you're kind of like, okay, do I really need to use up this whole thing? Because I don't feel like it's making a huge difference in my skin. And like, I don't have all day, like I want to try something else that makes a bigger difference. And so, um, I do think there is something about this, like where we should collectively think about like, yeah, how do we swap stuff with each other? Like maybe we like start these like groups with friends and like trusted people where it's like, Hey, look, I I used up half of this moisturizer. Like, do you want to try it? Because I just feel like my, my husband always gets on me about this because like you have so many products and I'm like, well, number one, it's a, it's a, you know, a byproduct of the job. I'm sure you have the same issue where you're testing things constantly and like brands are sending you things. So it's like, I'm not myself like going out and purchasing a lot of stuff, but there's still a lot of stuff in my, my um, cabinet. And so thinking about, okay, you know what, if something's not working, like how am I passing this on to somebody else? Like maybe buy nothing groups or maybe just like, um, you know, friend groups or something, because yeah, I mean, there's a lot of product just probably sitting out there in cabinets. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And as you said, like it's a, it's a byproduct of our jobs, but even, you know, I know friends who are self, you know, professed beauty, you know, uh, beauty fiends, beauty, beauty people. And they'll just get gifted a lot of things from friends and family that they, they themselves can't use up in a specific time period. And it will, you know, a lot of these items will go bad. So I think just being conscious, you know, consciously consuming items in a way that makes sense. And to your point, giving things away. Um, I donate regularly to my local shelter, um, making sure that, we're giving people, you know, these products that you're never going to use in this specific lifespan. And or to your point, you know, the products that you have used and that still have a lot of, you know, uses left, is there a buy not? Can you put them in your buy nothing group? Can you give them to your neighbor? Can you give them to someone else, you know, to actually who will actually enjoy them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other thing I was going to mention, too, is like, you know, like while we're on the topic of, you know, skincare products and, you know, uh, refilling and and packaging. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, there's like, there's a lot of misunderstanding going on out there too around what's actually recyclable. And I think there are so many brands out there that are talking about, well, this is recyclable. And you, when you go and you actually do the research, it's like, well, it's only recyclable in some instances, same thing with compostable. Um, that's like a huge thing now where people use compostable mailers and things. And, um, oftentimes, they're compostable in industrial composting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what does that even mean? Like I, I, a lot of places in the U S don't even have recycling centers. So I can tell you, they probably don't have an industrial um, compost center anywhere close. And so, you know, it, it, it is, a, it's an education thing. And it's also like, it, it is up to brands in, in my view to do better in terms of like, just, just be a little bit more honest. Um, and actually like, I, I also believe a lot in brands using post-consumer recycled materials mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that is also another vehicle for the I would say like the packaging to get almost like reused if that makes sense. No, totally. I definitely think there's so much misinformation about 
what is recyclable. Even those recyclable programs, a lot of them are not as viable as you may think. So, you know, making sure that you're looking into what you can and then, you know, ridding yourself of some of the guilt because it is up to companies to do that work as well. So it's not always just falling to an individual consumer, Um, but doing the best that you can with what you can, I think is the bigger kind of overarching theme. Um, But yes, it's a, it's a big issue and one that I think will continue for a while. So yeah, again, doing your due diligence and doing what you can. Absolutely. And I mean, on the topic of like uh, products that are using these materials in different ways, like I know there's been, you know, thinking about wellness and, you know, exercise and movement. I, there's There's been quite a lot of movement, I feel like, in the activewear space um, where typically, you know, we're thinking about our, our compression leggings, our performance um, garments. Those are typically made from synthetic fabrics um, and, right. it, you know, they're full i.e. plastic, right? They're they're full of plastic. Um and they're hard they, they can be really hard to dispose of. And so one tip that we had to kind of you know chat about too was like, okay, first of all, there are companies out there that are using recycled uh polyester and recycled materials in their clothing. So I think that's that's good. I mean is it perfect? No, but it, at least you know the the plastics that are getting recycled are having a new life. Um and then like I mean, we talked about this a little bit with skincare, but just like using stuff up, like, you know, again, mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe those leggings aren't the most, I don't know, they don't have like the most trendy color this year, but like making sure you get a lot of use out of them. I mean, I have a pair of Lululemon leggings that I think I literally bought 10 years ago and I still wear them. Like they, they've lasted me forever and I, you know, are they pilling a little bit and stuff? <laughs> yeah, but like they still fit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think wearing your stuff until it's dead is really, you know, a good way. And if, you know, there's a balance of right of like having joy, especially in your athletic wear, um, and making you kind of want to do the the things that you, the movements that you want to do, but yeah, I'm actually wearing the items. Um, and you know, my thing is also, you can get them secondhand. You don't need to buy them outright from, you know, specific, um, companies, you can go to, you know, there's thread up, there's a bunch of online companies, but also your local thrift stores, I'm sure have them it's particularly when you're in larger, um, cities where, you know, editors again, and influencers are gifted a lot of things yeah. and cannot use them all. So you can buy them online or, or in, um, particular cities and thrift stores and kind of go about it that way. So at least you're, at least you're getting, you know, a couple of life cycles out of it. Um, and yeah, I think that's, you know, a huge point in terms of athletic wear, but yeah, we are seeing a lot of innovation in terms of recycled materials, things made out of, you know, things like water bottles and all of that. Um, so it's like a good, it's a great time, but definitely, you know, the overproduction of them might be an an issue that, you know, we have to explore at some point, um, and the overconsumerism of it all. But, um, but I think that, you know, we're making strides at least. And I think looking into the kind of those materials and what brands typically use them is, is important. I know girlfriend collective is one such brand that has, you know, um, some good sustainable options. So, um, in the way that they manufacture their clothes. So, yeah. Absolutely. I I talk a lot about, um, you know, we're going to need in general as a society to think more about the concept of like slow consumption, whether that's like using stuff longer or like being more comfortable with made to order. 
like Mm -hmm. not clicking on a button and getting something in two days. Like maybe you participate in a pre-order. So the manufacturer knows exactly how much they need to order. Maybe it takes a month or two, but like you are not contributing to waste as we think about inventory, especially with fashion. Like I think fashion in, in particular is, problematic just because of there's just the sheer amount of it. Um, and just the, the cycles that we're all kind of used to, um, I think is, is really interesting. And so you're right. Like, yeah, just because we're seeing a lot of maybe like yoga mats that are made out of, um, you know, cool materials, like maybe we're, maybe there's too many, you know, right. <laughs> maybe we, we don't donate all those yoga mats, probably not. Um, but it, it, while it's encouraging that the, the new materials are happening, I, I do think there, there's definitely a point about like, yeah, maybe how many of these exist, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and like speaking of yoga mats and stuff too, I was curious to know a little bit more about like your like sustainable wellness routine because mm-hmm. I, you know, as somebody who, um, you know, is not in as much of the wellness space, like I wouldn't say I have a huge routine to share, but I'm curious to know more about yours. <laughs> yeah, totally. So. I mean, mine, the joke is that mine is really... <laughs> And I said this before is really about self care and rest. Yeah, I'm the yeah. I'm the relaxation um person on the team, talking you know pitching and often talking about just like baths. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's really where my um wellness kind of resides and takes um takes precedent. Um, so again, yeah, just making sure that I'm being consciously um. Uh, that I'm being consciously kind of aware of how much, you know, water or things that I'm using in these routines in this, in my beauty routines and my, you know, uh, bathing routines and that kind of thing. I also, you know, I, and I, we try to focus on this at well and good as, as much as we can is that, you know, I think a lot of the prescriptive idea of wellness was very uh, limited for such a long time. Um, and wellness can look very different to every single person. And for me, I think that, you know, I often focus on travel as a form of rest, which is okay. really given it's like shine in the same way that like fitness or healthy eating is, you know, you can definitely, um, be a mindful and wellness focused person, you know, in different aspects of, of living. And so I tend to travel a lot because to me, that's a form of rest. It's a form of connection. It's a form of grounding. It's a form of meditation. And I think that when I'm traveling, I try to be that. I mean, that's a, such a huge sustainable, um, uh, issue and, and things to keep, keep in mind, you know, um, I think we're seeing a lot of talk in the travel space of, of what is sustainable, um, travel and what does that look like and who is actually doing it? Um, all of these components at once, um, which is great, but I think just keeping in mind, you know, um, very, from very small things, like I don't go to the airport without a, um, a a refillable water bottle, you know, I'm not going to buy a plastic water bottle at the, um, at the, you know, Hudson news or whatever it is at the store in the airport. Um, and kind of like single plastic items, like I'll bring my own, um, bowl if I can, or something, you know, or have my own like packed thing. Um, I think it's just keeping in mind, you know, the, the items that we carry with us, um, as we travel, and then also keeping in mind, like, what's the, what's the, e- what's the most impactful and practical way of getting from point A to point B so that your carbon emissions, all of that kind of stuff is, is not as, um, egregious as it might be 
<clears throat> if you were to do it some other way. Um, yeah. you know, so I think keeping those things in mind for me as a wellness routine is, is really important. And, um, again, you know, also giving back to the local communities, the local economies that you visit and not just kind of inflating this idea of, Oh, I'm going to a wellness resort and that's where I have to stay. And that's what yeah. I do. Um, so it's all interconnected. It's, you know, that's why it's so interesting. Wellness touches all the things. Um, but it's definitely trying to be a mindful, conscious consumer and however you take your wellness. So again, whether that's you're a fitness person and you're going to use that athleisure until the end and, you know, get its life cycle usage, or, you know, you're going to be a more conscious travel, um, traveler, or you're going to, you know, update your skincare routine to refillables. It's just really about figuring out what's important to you in the in absolute wellness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that because it's, it, it absolutely is not a one size fit all type solution. And I think you know, you're right. Like understanding what you really enjoy doing and thinking about maybe how, yeah, you can slow down, be a little bit more thoughtful is interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have much routine to, to share either. Um, we, <laughs> I have a, a just what turned one-year-old daughter. So that's yeah. kind of throw, thrown off a lot of my <laughs> previous routine. things. That's right. Yeah. Previous yeah. routines. Um, but I would say, I do take naps. Like that's something that's mm -hmm. like been really hard for me to carve out, but it's something that's important to me because I, she, my daughter typically gets me up pretty early and Absolutely. like just making sure that I have enough like fuel in the tank has been important. Um, and then I also like, you know, look, we, I, I'm the founder of a startup. Like we have a lot of hectic things, a lot of, of course the work is never done, but I do try and, and encourage the team to make sure that they're, you know, taking time for themselves on the weekends. They're taking off time off. Um, we actually, um, Brightly actually gives our employees uh, January's, uh, sorry, excuse me, Fridays and January's off because I'm just like, you know what? Like we need a reset. So I, right. I've, I've tried to like really set aside time or like let people know that they have that space and time. Um, the other thing is like, I just try and be really mindful. So I might not have, a lot of extra spare time in my life right now to like, to be, you know, taking a bath, which I wish I could, right, um, but right. I do try and be as mindful as I possibly can. So like aware of my consumption, aware of like where my energy levels are and like where mm. I'm choosing to focus my day. And I, that to me has been really, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about guilt, like environmental guilt and things like that. Like I think just being aware of what's going on in your life and sort of where you're putting your focus can really help stave off feelings of guilt, whether it's environmental or, oh, I didn't get all of my things done today. Like just being, just being able to pause and be mindful for me is, is something that is important and like empowering to me in a way. Totally. And I think as when it comes to both wellness routines and like sustainable living, you know, there's, there's never going to be like perfection on no. any, on any scale. And even if you, you know, go off and, and you don't do that sustainable thing and, oh no, I used this or I did this, like, it's okay. You'll be like, it's going to be fine. Um, the fact that you're even cognizant of it and are doing your best in any given moment, I think is step one and just, you know, making sure that you continue the, the routine is, you know, step two to not, 
um, to continuing it. So not giving up easily in terms of, you know, just because you didn't do it one day doesn't mean you can't do it the next day, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, there's, there's so many, like, obviously, like product focused tips that we could give listeners. But I mean, in general, like, you don't necessarily have to buy a bunch of products to be have a wellness routine, right? Like use up what you have, and then make sure as you're if you are in the market for new things, like, just maybe take a look at like, how they're made, what's in these products, Um, you know, maybe there are like we mentioned earlier, refillable options or, you know, looking for containers that can be, you know, recycled easier. Like, I think there's, there's some kind of general through lines that we just talked about, but overall, I think the most important thing that Samantha and I touched on is just like making sure that you show up authentically for yourself in whatever way that means. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think just kind of in closing, I mean, I can't believe it. We already almost covered like just, I mean, we've covered a lot, but there's obviously a lot more that we could cover, but I think in general, just like, just having the space to talk about like what wellness means to us is, it's been really interesting. So I'm curious to know a little bit too, Samantha, like, so from where you sit, you know, as you've been working on this, um, you know, in this space for so long, both at well and good and and, in your other, um, ventures, like what is exciting you the most about what you're witnessing in sort of the the ethical and sustainable consumer movement right now? Yeah, I think it's really exciting that a people are talking more and more about it, not as sort of this kind of like special thing or these, you know, specialized items like sustainability is a through line through all of our coverage. And I think that that in and it's in and of itself is really great and exciting for me. Um, that readers are responding to that as just kind of their normal lived lives. Um, this is how we have to live nowadays and, and how we want to live nowadays. And I think that that in and of itself is really exciting. And I think that we're seeing also, again, I, I alluded to this in the beginning, um, and it's not that that has really gone away in terms of like the climate anxiety is really a thing. And all of these, you know, items are definitely um, valid. But I think that there's also this climate kind of optimism, you know, happening with a lot of the young kind of activists out there. And um, even just, you know, again, sustainable living kind of um, content creators and just like, you know, TikTok is really like, um, helped this kind of like ethos of living more sustainably. I just think that like, we're seeing more and more people do it and it's yes. inspiring more and more people to do it. So I think that that is really exciting and just is, you know, I, it makes me hopeful for the future and for the future of, you know, of sustainable living. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think, you know, the, the point that you've made about sustainability being, just part of everything that is going on is so important because I feel like for a long time, it was just like a nice to have, or maybe just something that only a few people are paying attention to. And I also am really encouraged by, you know, the number of businesses um, that are incorporating sustainability into pretty much everything they're doing. But then also, like you just said, like the the amount of consumers who actually care, right? I think that that is the most important thing. And actually, if you could take, you know, in addition to the, 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 the one size, not fitting everything, um, <laughs> learning that we, we've talked about today, listeners, you can take another thing away. Just know that simply by caring, you're making a difference. Like, obviously there are actions that you can take and, um, you know, those things matter, but just simply showing up and, and, and being curious and, and caring about these issues 
makes a difference because it tells corporations and it tells the people who go out and take consumer surveys and all these things like it tells them that they need to be, you know, thinking about this more um, and, and, and really that, that we're going to hold them accountable um, as consumers. So I, I'm also excited by all of that. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, like we said earlier, um, if you're interested in learning more about sustainability times wellness, um, the Brightly Well and Good partnership is live now on wellandgood.com. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's something that we've had a lot of fun working on together from a collaboration perspective. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again for having me. It was a great conversation. joining us on another episode of Good Together. To get show notes and more, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. Finally, don't forget to join in on the conversation with us on social, where I know you can find us at brightly.eco. Don't forget, we're all on this journey together. So have fun putting the planet first and stay curious.